ABF Creative. ABF Creative. Hey, 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 what's up, everybody? It's your girl, Miss P, and it is time for another word with Miss P. I hope you are ready for another episode because, baby, I am ready. On today's episode, I will be tackling season six, episode nine of The Real Housewives of Potomac. This episode was a lot near the end, and you don't want to miss this week's What You Say Happen Now topic. So, honey, let's go ahead and get on into it. All right, so it's time. Let's go ahead and get into the Real Housewives of Potomac. This one is entitled High Infidelity. And I said, you know what? This is going to be some shit. But to be honest, it wasn't as bad as I thought. They were really doing a play on words with some stuff. And Bravo, I really, I have to say, I've just been enjoying how they are tying these episodes together, the shade and the titles. And we are finally out of Williamsburg. But of course, the ladies have to recap their weekend today, husbands. So Wendy is talking to Eddie about the allegations and what was said with Miss Giselle. And he was sitting here like, it's a dirty lie. Braxton Family Values. Matter of fact, what happened to we the What happened to that was my best impression that I could do. What happened to the Braxtons? I know last season was kind of trash and the season four that was trash. Well, it was becoming trash A. It was. I would love to see them now, but I, I needed a couple episodes and seasons away from them. But anyway, hopefully a we TV, they bring them back. But Eddie. Eddie Winslow said a good word. He said, you have to be hurt in order to project hurt onto someone else. I said, you know, Edward, y'all are doing y'all good. I'm not giving them Academy or Emmy performances, but they're giving a lot. And even Wendy gave another Soul Train Lady of Soul Awards performance. Okay, she had that one glory tear. You could tell she had applied her makeup thoroughly. You could see that she was really giving strategic tear. And she said, they will never understand the love we have. And they never will. I said, yes, that's the time where everybody claps and they say the award goes to. I said, Wendy, you are doing some good performance, honey. You are. Speaking of the Bopsy twins, it's time for Robin and Giselle's podcast. But I'm going to go back to uh, Eddie Levert and Wendy Williams. The biggest thing with them... I still don't know. I'm kind of looking at Eddie like, hmm. And even Wendy, you look at them, they're the type of couple you can't, you can't read them. I don't know Edward enough to cipher out bullshit. Like I can look at a lot of the men on Real Housewives and be like, he full of shit. Eddie, I don't know. I really don't know. I'm, I'm not quite sure. But Wendy, they're giving me all the theatrics that I need, but I'm, I'm really not sure with them. So I'm just going to put them on ice and we're going to go back to the Bopsy Twins podcast. Come on, podcast deal. Come on, coin. I'm so here for it. I'm, I'm personally the type, whatever you do, honey, make sure it makes dollars and some sense. I don't care if they were going into the bread business. Make sure it is making some money and it makes sense for y'all. They shade all the time and they talk about folks. So why would they not have a podcast? It makes sense to me. So they dive right in Trey songs and they have some statistics. And uh, they were really talking about relationships and cheating and all that jazz. And... 
the statistic that they had said if a man cheats once, there's a 350% chance he will cheat again. And Giselle said, somebody should have told her that two years ago. And in my head, I'm sitting here like, no, baby girl, more like 12, 13. How old is your oldest years ago? That's when you should have taken the hint, okay? (sighs) And everything she said after that made me go, damn, Jamal has truly fucked her romantic princess rescue me damsel in distress vulnerability all the way up okay every woman has it but after a while it gets chipped away and men have it too men of course not the damsel in distress but men of course want to have a loving great relationship everybody does it's human nature michael jackson but after a while if you've been fucked too many times literally figuratively and and physically honey after a while you're over it okay and i think giselle is over it She clearly said, if you stay with a man long enough, yeah, he cheating on you. I said, damn, Gina, shit. And she also said, I can get through, you know, if it was like a one night stand after like a bachelor party and the strippers came in and, you know, you lost your mind. Uh, But a lifestyle of this raw dog and nastiness? No. I said, no, ma'am. See, that's something we're not going to do. You're not going to sit here and say, I can get past you boinging a random stripper, but turning this into a lifestyle choice. No, that's probably what happened with Jamal. It was one thing, and then he turned it to everybody in the congregation, okay? He was laying hands on everybody. Honey, I can't get through none of it. Absolutely not. And I just want to shake Giselle just lightly, not enough to jar her or injure her permanently, just to shake her a little bit, to say, girl, get your ass together. You thinking that that's sounding nice. No, baby, you and Robin, okay? You telling Robin she need to see somebody. You need to see somebody damn too, okay? I can't, because your kids see that. You're passing that on. You're holding that shit in. Ugh. I can't. And honey, I'm sick of hearing about Jamal and Giselle. I hope that they are really done. They're not going to make it last forever. Keep sweat. I don't want them to make it last forever. Keep sweat. I want them to be dead undone. Okay. It's a wrap. Now we're going on to Robin. Personally, not that I don't care about her and Juan, but I don't really care about her and Juan. They're back on, I guess. And she said when she was younger, like all of us, we all put up with things that we didn't have to. Now, granted, you can listen to this and be like, "Mm -mm, I've always bullshit. We have all put up with some shit in our lives. And later in life, we're like, why the fuck did I do that? What the hell? Was I under a rock? Am I crazy? No, it is human nature. You have to learn. You have to grow. And hopefully her and Juan get it together 702 because you're too damn old to be doing these tips and tricks. Same with Jamal and Giselle. Jamal gonna be that old man, 80 years old. And somebody pushing him around and he gonna be all by his damn self. And Giselle, she gonna be the same way, just brushing her hair and thinking she got pretty ass. I can't. Too much. (sighs) Speaking of too much, we are with Candace and her husbander. Candace, sometimes she just gives me too much. I have 12,000 assignments to do along with eight video shoots for my song. And it's just a lot going on, but I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna get it done because it's all on me. Okay, personally, I'm ready for this video to wrap up and for Candace to go ahead and get this degree on it because every single episode, child, she is stressed to the limit, to the max. Not with Candace calling Ashley forehead. I mean, she is really pissed at Ashley in the confessional. Even when we talk about a little later when they're at the dinner table, honey, she is pissed off with Candace. I said, damn, out of nowhere, you just calling her forehead? What the hell wrong with you, girl? You don't be doing that. But, oh, (laughs) 
let me stop talking because I can't wait for them to get to this table read, okay? Literally, you get it, table read. We'll get there soon, okay? So speaking of Ashley, we're with Ashley and Michael. And they're taking him to some type of holistic um, place so that he can get his little massage because um, his little tongue is trying to work. And you know how it goes with babies. I was looking at Dylan, the new baby that just came out the cooch. He got his head up. He signed his own self in, signing paperwork. Seriously, though, he is growing. I said, damn, did you just have him? What in the hell? These pandemic babies. Ashley was like, he's not latching. And I mean, it's been um, a toll. And I really haven't been able to give to Michael like I should either. I'm like, girl, are your stitches healed? Can you even sit down properly right now, girl? Anyway, Lord, that baby was laying down. He looked just like Michael. Michael had them kids. I said, damn, them some strong genes. They're talking on the way home. The baby done got the massage and everything. And he's talking about, um, I mean, you are quickly getting back into shape, which is great for me. I'm attracted to you. And I'm sitting here like, girl, ooh, Michael, just shut up. Just hush. Just hush. Sometimes people just don't know what to say. And basically, she's making sure that she can keep Michael this go around because y'all remember the first baby she had. Michael was out and about because he felt like he wasn't getting enough attention. And I guess he wasn't attracted to her because she had gotten bigger. So she's doing everything she can, honey, to keep her man. Girl, I'm sorry. I just, I cannot. I just can't. I can't with that. That was so insensitive what he was saying. AKA, you are getting back into shape, which is great for me. You're quickly getting back into shape and you are also attractive to me now. I was like, Michael? Oh, child, I can't. Mm-mm. I wish my husband would say, I'm sorry. Speaking of, Mia and her mama and their ponytails are going to lunch. Since she has gotten out of rehab, she wants to get closer to her mom. And I think that's a good idea. And honey, I mean, they go right in. After they order their drinks, use that little QR code and look at their little menu, they go right in. And basically, they start talking about Mia's youngest daughter. And her mom was like, child, she acted like you. And then she was like, when um you were younger, child, you would get on my nerves. And I'd be like, she act just like her daddy. I said, uh-oh, that's a trigger. And you saw Mia get really quiet. Then Mia dove right in. And she was like, so what did my father do? And her mother was then triggered. That's when they had the for real, for real conversation. She was basically saying he introduced her to drugs and her memories of him, including the burns that Mia had has are traumatic. And I mean, of course, they cried and they were able to at least talk. And I really do hope her and her mom can really start over again, but in a healthy way, because the only way you're able to move forward with things or even have it settle a bit so that you're not as triggered is to talk about things. It's very, very important. But the longer that you keep things um, on ice or you don't or you act like you don't even care, that's even worse for you. And it just sizzles and settles in your spirit and it makes you all hateful and uh, it's terrible. And everybody goes through this. I don't care what level of trauma. Everybody's gone through trauma and we all have to express ourselves, but you have to feel like you're in a safe environment to do so. You cannot feel like you're going to be ganged up on or people don't understand. It's tough and it's difficult. And at the end of the day, people want their mama. People want their daddy. People want that relationship. And it's very, very important. So I always say, if your parents are here, please salvage that relationship if you can, if both of you are willing to do so. It can't be a one-side show. Okay, but I do hope that they um, come together and actually can have a relationship, you know, even though it's later in life. Hey, time is of the essence. 
So it's time to find another dress for Karen. Honey, she want two dresses, okay? She want one she can dance in, go down the aisle again, do her little thing with Ray Ray. And Raekwon is looking like, why, honey, I can't, why are we doing this? This is too much. But if you want it, honey, let's do it. She invites Wendy and Mia to show their support. And you need your homegirls whenever you're picking out your dress or whatnot. And my biggest thing is, I want to be so extra when I'm older, just like Karen. The way she don't give a damn, I love it. And she wants easy access for Raymond um, with her second dress. I said, ooh, okay, <laughs> I can't. Anywho, Mia, you know Mia Messy, Messy Mia. She says she got an invite for Robin's birthday and Karen and Wendy weren't invited. And I'm sitting here like, Mia, are you surprised? Like, why are you looking like, oh my God, why didn't you guys get an invitation? Did they think they would all get an invite? Like, I'm so confused. Karen, I'm sorry. I'm really looking at you like, girl, Giselle ain't gonna apologize like that. And I'm tired of y'all. It's a wrap on that. And Wendy is still too fresh. Wendy got most common sense and was like, you know what, girl, it's too fresh. I wasn't expecting no invite, child. But they all looking at Mia, including me, like, Mia, hush, you could have kept that to yourself. Thank you so much. Husbinger and Candace are going for lunch. She's stressed, of course, about the video. What else is new? And she wants him to be there. But he is booked, honey, like Kelly Price, for a cooking class. And she also goes back in time and said he has missed some other things that were very, very important to her, especially as a husbinger. And girl, I'm sitting here looking at him like, let him go get this check. On one point, you want him there every five minutes. Then on the other point, when y'all ain't got no money, you got your lip poked out. I am confused. Ooh, but then he cut a little deep, child. He's talking about, you want me to drop everything and wait on you hand and foot? I'm gonna need an allowance then. I ain't got, I mean, I, I dropped everything. And people do that. I ain't do. I'm doing this shit for free. And I'm sitting there like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Sir, you got to calm down. She even said, honey, check your attitude. What the fuck wrong with you? He was then like, and by the way, I'm going to go play golf this afternoon. And she was like, you're going to play golf when there's shit to do for this video? And I'm like, girl, everybody needs an outlet. But husbander, you don't have to be so damn nasty about it. But sometimes Candace can get into that spoiled, look at me, do everything I want you to do for me role. And sometimes I want her to just have a seat, okay? And focus on what you got to focus on. He done lined everything up. He ain't the one in the music video, okay? As long as the locations are set up and he said he's only missing two shots. Child, what you want him to do? You don't want him to be booked. You don't. But then also, I'm kind of looking at husband, you're like, whenever you set up your schedule and you had this open availability, why didn't you mark off that Thursday and Friday? I'm so confused. Like, I, anyway, <sighs> But this is what really made me go, wait, what? He left and got in the car, child, left her there to pay the bill. I said, you know what? If this ain't some fuck shit, I can't. She paid the bill, walked on out and told him, who does that? Why did you do? I said, oh, hell no. No, that's something he do all the time. Absolutely not. Mm-mm. Walking out of a whole restaurant? Hell no. I can't stand when people walk out of somewhere when I'm talking. Oh, when anybody's talking, that is the epitome of disrespect. Like, I'm so confused. I mean, he just walked out of there like, bye. I said, oh, who does it in a damn restaurant? Hell no, we won't go. Thankfully, Bravo put a little sign up there that says three hours later for the birthday drink party for Miss Robin. Candace was already on one with her little white boots. 
due to the argument that she just had with her husband, your honey. So you can tell she was already on 12, okay? She should have stayed her happy ass home. <sighs> Robin and Giselle, so everybody's there. Scala, everybody there, but Wendy and Karen, right? So... Candace is like, um, we're missing about two participants. And Giselle is like, no, we're not. Mm-mm. Everybody need to be here is here. Okay. Beautiful gowns. Robin and Giselle are still on the fence with Wendy. And everybody was like, eh, speaking of Wendy, let's talk about it. Ashley then tries to speak her piece, basically saying, uh-uh, I had the best intentions for this. And everybody was like, mm-mm, especially Escala and Candace. Uh-uh, it was messy, very, very messy. And we see what you were trying to do. Candace called her like, oh, and this hoe didn't or something like that as like an undertone. But of course it fueled the fire. You don't just call nobody out of their name. You know what I'm saying? Out of nowhere if you don't want the smoke. And Candace, I thought you would have realized that last season. But anyway, Ashley then said, you have no legs to stand on. And then Candace said, you brought your wide-bodied ass. And everybody said, whoa, wide-bodied? Really? I was so... Let me finish what she said, though. You brought your wide-bodied ass to Williamsburg to spread lies and bullshit. Everybody was like, Candace, poor taste. Poor, poor taste. Then she had to go in and say she had a big forehead and a big face. I was like, ma'am, Candace, you're you're very mean girl this episode. And last episode, you were talking to Giselle and Robin saying that they were the mean girls. No, child, this time you were doing too much, honey. I don't know if that's what you really wanted to spew out to your husband or what type of anger you had in your spirit, but you were projecting, honey. I don't know what you're trying to project. Maybe it's because you had to be quiet with your husband that you know you can just rip everybody a new asshole. It was too much, Candace. It was too much. And Ashley was sitting there like, that's what we're doing? That is really what we're doing? I was like, yes, girl, that's what we're doing. Catch up, okay? It was too much. (sighs) And of course, that's how Bravo leaves us. Like I said, near the end of the episode, I was like, oh, Candace, my God. Next week, of course, we're not getting to the wedding. I'm so ready for the wedding, but you know that's going to probably be like maybe the fin. I don't think they're going to make it the finale because we're on episode nine and you know how Bravo does. We're going to have 50 million episodes, but hopefully we get to the wedding soon. But on this episode, Karen said it was two months out. So, child, I don't know. Next week is supposed to be a mess with uh, Karen and Giselle yet again. I'm I'm kind of underwhelmed with them. So we'll see what happens. Woo, child. R.I.P. to Greg Leaks. I know I talked about Greg on this last episode that I did with Another Word with Miss P, but R.I.P. to Greg Leaks. And this episode, hopefully you guys checked it out. If you are not caught up with The Real Housewives of Atlanta, I need you to check it out. All right, y'all. It is time to get into another segment of what you say happened now let's go on and get into it r.i.p to michael k williams 54 years old dope artist dope actor he passed possible drug overdose i'm not going super dude because we do not know the facts but this guy i mean super super talented you've seen him on the wire Boardwalk, Empire, Lovecraft, Country, just the name of few. But dude was always so dope. And then for me to just look at Instagram and to just see all of these celebrities and 
celebi knots and just fans of him that literally was just talking about how nice of a dude he was. I was like, wow. Like, it was just really, really sad. And 54 years old, oh my God, that is super, super young. Like, it's crazy. I mean, uh, it was just really, really sad. And then, of course, to um, watch some of his work, it's like, dude was dope. Like, very, very... He embodied whatever character that he was playing. And it's just really, really sad, you know, to know that he passed. And of course, everybody, he he was very distinct. Like you knew exactly who he was, whether you called him by somebody th- that he's played or just knowing him by name. Like he was ugh, just really, really great at his craft. And it was just really, really sad to see and hear about that. And it was kind of unbelievable. But I guess the biggest thing for me is to hear how everybody had such great words for him um, and photos and just saying, oh my God, if I knew that that was the last time I'd have talked to you or seen you. And it was like, you never know. You don't know out here. We are all on borrowed time. God is good. God is great. And the funny thing is, he does not tell you when you are checking out of here. Because if he did, honey, we all would be doing things so different. But for him to be a beacon of light, and unfortunately for how he passed, that is very, very sad. And you never know what people are going through or what's going on in people's lives. You think that they all the way up, you know, where not saying he wasn't. I I don't know, but just saying the choices that people make. And it's just crazy you know, how life unfolds and how you come in and how you leave out of here. We do not know when it is our time to go, you know? So we have to live every day like it's our last and, you know, leave that impression, leave that stamp. I was just saying the other day, I do not want to leave this world without really reaching my full potential and doing all the shit I want to do. You know what I'm saying? There's so many times in life where we're just going through the day and, oh my God, it's another Tuesday. It's another Wednesday. We're just looking forward to the weekend where it's like, no, you got to live every day like it is the weekend. You know what I'm saying? We have to be grateful for every single day. Everything that's going on in our lives is happening for a reason. And of course, we're going to go through things. We're going to have negative emotions and feel the type of way about some things. But I refuse to be like that every single day. I refuse to dread the day and dread the moment. I mean, we got to take life by the reins and like really enjoy this thing because it's very, very important. I do not want to be old as hell, God willing, and shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I wish I would have done so-and-so and telling my grandchildren what they should be doing. I want to live the life where my grandkids are like, damn, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Life is is something. And I'm always saying that, you know, when somebody passes, but it's it's really important for you to live your life. I've we've seen so much death. I know I have, you know, just with COVID and uh, other unfortunate events. And it's like, man, you really have to live out here. It's really, really important. But RIP to Michael K. Williams and shout out, you know, to his family and his friends and his loved ones, because that's really, really sad. Um, but just like I was saying, you know, it's I think my grandma would always say this. When somebody passes, there's always new life, you know? Uh, Shout out to Cardi B and Offset, you know? Uh, They have a new addition, you know, to their family, a little boy. And, you know, the aha is I cannot wait for the name of this child, okay? When they had culture, I said, well, I'll be damned. So I don't know what they're going to name this baby. All these celebrities, they just take it to the extreme with these babies' names, okay? I don't know what they're going to name the little child. I have no idea. Um, but I cannot wait to see it. 
somebody who is not pregnant is Lil Nas X, okay? Of course, I think he had photos and, you know, doing all of that faux stomach, saying he was pregnant with a new baby, which is his album, I'm guessing. And I want to say, sir, please stop. I'm pregnant for real. Like, I'm carrying a baby right now. And honey, this is no joke. Don't just, I get it. I understand it. I see your vision. You like to take it to the extreme. But honey, you are not pregnant, okay? That's my biggest aha. And he's sitting there with this little hand on his stomach with the flowers and shit. Stop, sir. That's triggering for some people. You got to calm down with that, okay? You really talking about, oh, I, no, you're not pregnant, boo-boo. You're just not. Mm-mm. Don't, don't take it to that extreme. You, you can be excited about your new album or whatever you're doing, but chill on that. Mm-mm. I ain't say nothing about Lil Nas X. You can do whatever you like to do, but just simulating that you are pregnant. Sir, no. Take take that off. Quick. Just stop. Don't. Mm-mm. We ain't got time for that. Something that I do have time for is Janet Jackson is coming out with a new documentary in January of 2022. Now, Miss Jackson. If you're nasty, you know we needed this for the holiday season, girl. Okay, I want to be in control right now. Don't hype me up right now. It's September. Girl, you talking about January 2022? Child, I'm going to be done forgot. I'm going to be done forgot, but I'm excited for it. It's a two-night documentary on AETV. And of course, she's a legend and we need the tea. All of it from her. And I'm so excited that she's talking about it and she's alive and well to tell her story, okay? Because we've seen so much with the Jackson family and so many people doing documentaries for them. But of course, I don't think I've ever seen a documentary with um, Janet Jackson, aside from, of course, her albums when, you know, artists would do the behind the scenes and, you know, why did this album and all that type of stuff. But for her to go back in time and tell you the real juice, I'm ready for it. So whenever it come out, of course, I'm going to watch it. And of course, the juice, you know, an album that came out that everybody has been like, ooh, ah, four is Drake's latest album, Certified Love. Okay, my thoughts on the album. I'm trying to get through it. It's not, It's Drake. I'm going to say that. Um, as far as everybody's going back and forth, who's better, Donda or this latest Drake album and the streams of day one versus day two, everybody and their mama listen to both of it. Either way, they both done made their coin off of this. Okay, marketing geniuses, the both of them. First of all, the cover. I was like, what the hell? <sighs> Both of them just taking it to the extreme. The album itself, though, I'm still trying to get through it. It's not a bad album. I mean, it's Drake. It's nothing out of the way. Um, It's very sample friendly, honey. But it's nothing that I haven't heard from Drake. Something I will say is, of course, the first couple of tracks, he's giving me, who is this? I mean, I'm looking for regular Drake and he's giving me niggas it is, niggas it that. I'm at the top, you at the bottom, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's what he's giving me. He's giving me... The Drake that we know, but kind of inflated, okay? Real extra. Real, real extra. But I'm going to listen to the rest of it. Let me know what you guys are thinking about Drake's latest album. Let me know what's going on in your world. What are you looking at? Whether it's entertainment, politics, world news, hit us up on the social medias. That has been this week's What You Say Happen Now topics. I don't have no COVID topics for y'all. 
this episode, okay? I don't have none. I'm trying, like I said, I've seen a lot of death and a lot of stuff going on lately that I just got to put COVID Navidad on ice and all of its variants, okay? But y'all stay safe out here. I will say that. Keep your mask on. If you get vaccinated, thank you so much. If you not, stay your ass in the house, okay? Please do. Stay six feet from people and please quit breathing on people. Okay, that's the biggest aha. And please just stay safe out here. I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But those have been your What You Say Happen Now topics for this week. you so much for listening. But before you go, make sure to follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate us and leave us a review. Every single comment matters. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at MissTP90. See y'all next week. 